0: Good evening. How is everybody? It is a little bit warm. Is anybody else warm? Yeah? Can we turn that down like uh, one notch and we'll see how that goes? Just like one degrees. It's it's so sensitive. Um, it's like you turn it down one degrees and then everybody starts shivering. <laughs> but... Uh, we've been talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we have gone through the power gifts. It's up to you. If, if you guys want to move to the middle, you can. I know once people get settled, sometimes they're like, I don't want to move. So I'll work with you either way. Um, has anybody gotten out anything out of gifts of the Holy Spirit so far? Okay, Uh, we've gotten through the power gifts, and we're going to start tonight in the revelatory gifts. The revelatory gifts, which means to reveal, so we're going to go through. Uh, we're going to try to go through two of those tonight. We're going to go through the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. So we're we're that's our goal this evening. Uh, but let's go ahead and turn to First Corinthians. We'll go ahead and read through First Corinthians twelve and, and get a a uh, just a starting foundation working basis on where this uh, passage of scripture comes from that talks about the gifts of the holy spirit first corinthians 12 and father we thank you We thank you for this word tonight. We pray, Lord, that you would open our understanding to receive everything that we can Uh, concerning the gifts that we're learning about tonight. We pray, Father, that every person would receive, that each one of us would even have uh, understanding uh, how to use these gifts in our life. We thank you, Lord, that you have called each one of us to operate. And to, to work in the gifts of the spirit so that we can be a representation and a light uh, of your kingdom here on earth. So we pray, Father, that even as we are going through these gifts, that it impacts people, that that there is a faith that's increased. And even as people are going out and praying for other people, that they're beginning to receive these things, and they're, they're beginning to walk and operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in their own personal life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 12... Uh, Let's let's start at verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, and to another discerning of spirits, To another, different kinds of tongues... To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. So uh, I said that we're going to be going through the revelatory gifts. Like I said, we're going to try to go through knowledge and wisdom. But the third one is discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. So those are the three that fall under the category of the revelatory gifts. And of course, revelatory just means to reveal, to reveal. So if if I had something up here, if I had this water bottle and I took a, a sheet or a blanket or, or some sort of cloth and put over it, and covered it and you didn't know what was under there to begin with and and i'm holding it up there but you know there's something underneath there but you don't know what it is so you don't know and i say who wants what's under this blanket well you have no idea what's under there you don't know if you want it or not you don't know if you want to be involved with it or not and and so your decisions are going to be uh, affected by not knowing what's under there now once you find out and it's revealed to you what's there then you can make a a a better qualified decision of what you want to do with that and how you would use it. So it's the same thing with the revelatory gifts. If we don't know something, we'll make decisions many times based on things that we have no idea about in the spiritual realm, and it will impact and affect us, but we won't realize what's going on in the spirit. And so having uh, the revelation of things can help us. Tremendously, so the the uh, word of knowledge, yes, it's for others, but it's also for you. So, word of knowledge, word of wisdom is also. For you in discerning of spirits is also for you. So it's not just gifts so that you can use uh, to minister to other people, but they're also for your own purpose to protect you, to keep you in understanding. So you know how to make decisions in life so that you understand whether or not to uh, trust somebody with something whether or not you want that person impacting your family or not, whether you want to hire them for that business or that position, whether or not you want them babysitting your children. So these things are very important to protect, but also to locate where we need to be and the the choices we need to make. So let's get into the first one. Uh, Well, we'll get into the word of knowledge first. But I jumped ahead. I first want to go to, before we get into that, I want to I cover a couple scriptures that actually concern all three of those gifts. So I want to go to the book of John first. The book of John, chapter 16. <coughs> Chapter 16, verses 13 through 15. Did anybody get outside today and enjoy the beautiful weather? It was like 73, 74 degrees. Isn't that crazy in February? Or it's March. It just turned March, didn't it? It's like spring is in the air. John 16, 13 through 15. It says... And, of course, this is Jesus speaking. He's talking about when the Holy Spirit comes after uh, he has ascended and he's sending the Holy Spirit as a comforter, as a counselor. So he's talking about when the Spirit comes. He says in verse 13, However, when he, the, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of what, uh, take of mine and declare it to you. So this in essence is really uh, what the what we're talking about when we're talking about the revelatory gifts he's taking from what is the father what the father is telling him to speak and he's showing it to us he's revealing it to us and giving us uh whether it's a bit of knowledge or a bit of wisdom or the discernment of something. So he's revealing something to us from the mind of Christ. So I want to go ahead and flip over also to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I want to read through that as well because it also talks about... Because remember, these gifts are not natural gifts. These are spiritual gifts, supernatural gifts. So these are not, I'll tell you what the, the gift of uh, the word of knowledge is not. It's not just being very smart, okay? And a lot of people, if they try to tell you what the gifts are, and they'll try to naturalize them. They'll try to make them carnal, And say, oh, the gift of knowledge, gift of word of knowledge is is when somebody is really, really smart. They got a lot of knowledge. And you can tell they got a lot of knowledge. You know, gift of word of wisdom is when they're very wise. That's not what it is. We're talking about supernatural knowledge, supernatural wisdom. And supernatural discernment of spirits. That's not discerned in the natural realm. It's discerned in the spiritual realm. So these are all supernatural. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting at verse 4. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. So he's saying, we're not speaking of the wisdom of men or the wisdom of this age. We're speaking of a different wisdom. And he says, but we speak, verse 7, the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained from before the ages for our glory. So again, this is a hidden wisdom from most people, but it can be revealed to us. So even the the mystery of Jesus Christ was revealed to us. It was revealed when he came and he, he the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That mystery became known, and then we received salvation from it. Well, there are still mysteries to know. There are still things that we do not know, and, and our, in ourselves we cannot know or understand without God revealing it to us. So this is a revelation of God's wisdom. Verse 8, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows, sorry, for what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. It's pretty much just saying no one knows what's in your spirit except for you, right? Except for the man himself. Well, no one knows the spirit of God and the things that he knows except for the spirit of God. And then it says in verse uh, 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So this passage really deals a lot with the the whole concept of the revelatory gifts because it's talking about we now have the mind of Christ. We now have access to his knowledge, his wisdom, his discernment, his ways. And so as children of God, we have access to that for our benefit as well as being able to minister to others and give them that light as well. The light of God is like when, it's like if you go into a dark room and you can't see anything, you have to feel around, you have to grope around trying to find where you're at. If you've never been in that room, it can be a little bit scary. If everything's completely dark, you don't know if there's tables, benches, chairs, you don't know if you're going to trip over something, you don't know if you're going to hit something, and you're trying to, to... handle everything trying to figure out what it is you might find something and then you got to figure out what is that by filling it well once the light comes on well then it's no problem it's like oh I see everything there's a table there's a chair there's a blanket there's you know a dog whatever it is but if there's no light then you don't see it and then it's confusing well without the light of God things can be confusing and we can make decisions based upon Whether or not what we understand in the darkness. I remember years ago waking up in the middle of the night. I was probably about six years old, maybe a little bit younger. And I woke up in the middle of the night and it was completely dark. And for whatever reason, Somehow, whether that day or maybe I'd gotten out of bed before I went to sleep, uh, maybe I was playing around before uh, I actually went to sleep, and I had ended up putting a, a little baby stroller right in front of the doorway of my bedroom door. So when when it started lightning and I woke up and it scared me and then I can't see anything and I'm trying to get out the door and I can't get out the door because this thing is jammed in the doorway and I can't figure out how to get out to get to my mom's room and it scared me because I'm trying to get out. She's asleep. She doesn't know I'm trying to get to her. She doesn't hear me. But I can't get out of the room and I can't see see and so it's a very simple thing if the light was on I'd be like oh there's a stroller. I need to move it but I couldn't see and I didn't understand what was going on so I'm freaking out and so I'm just trying to do everything I can to get out of the room and but I'm, I'm fearful at that point well many times we can be like that in life without the light of God the entrance of his word brings light and the mind of Christ which is the word brings light into our situation. And when that is revealed, then we can make decisions and bring understanding into the situation It can free us. It can bring us into liberty because now we understand and now we've gained a, a freedom and a liberty in an area where the enemy can no longer hold us in bondage. Praise the Lord. All right, so both of these, the word of knowledge... And the word of wisdom, if you notice, it says it's a word, a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, because uh, even later in 1 Corinthians 13, it talks about we know in part and we prophesy in part. So we don't know all things. So when it talks about a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, that means God's giving you a portion He's giving you a piece of something. He's not revealing everything to you. He's not showing you all things. He's showing you a portion. He's showing you a piece of something. So sometimes when you have a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, you might not see everything, but you have to trust in the word that he's giving you. And sometimes you have to work with the Holy Spirit to to know where he wants you to go with that. There are times when you might get a piece of something and you don't know exactly what that is. You might have to ask the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? What does it mean for that person? Or you might even have to ask that person, does this mean something to you? Sometimes there's a cooperation and a working with these gifts to figure out what exactly. It may not mean anything to you, but it might mean something to them. And then as you grow in it, then you understand a little bit more how to operate in it. So a word is a piece, not the whole thing. It's not like you're going to get, uh, you know, the whole thing, and he's just going to lay everything out, and you're going to go, oh, okay, this is what he wants you to know. He wants you to know this because this happened, and da-da-da-da-da, and if you'll just do this, and, and you just have this whole thing laid out. Many times it's a piece. It's a portion. And you have to trust in faith and give that. And as, as, even as you give it, sometimes you get more. Do you guys have anything so far? No? Okay. All right, so the word of knowledge reveals a piece of knowledge of the mind of God. It reveals a piece of knowledge of the mind of God.
1: I don't know where how far you're going into like the 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 word of knowledge in in um what it's not because it's it's important um the gift the gift from god is 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 from him so you have to have the unction of the Holy Spirit to operate in that gift i mean so it's it's not like well, I think this about a person or I have suspicion about this or you know cuz people will make that con- you'll hear people I have the gift of discernment and and I'm like no you really don't that's not what discernment is it's a discerning of spirits and and so a lot of times people don't understand and i and i guess just even like you know the word of the word of knowledge and um you know it it, it is from the holy spirit the word of wisdom is from the holy spirit and i think you probably kind of clarified that um um it's it's not natural knowledge, and I know you, you said that. So anyway, that's that's good. I'll quit there. So, Kay. yeah.
0: You summarized everything I'm, i just I'm said. Yeah, maybe points.
1: I did. Maybe I did. So did I summarize? Is that yeah. what I did? Okay.
0: <laughs> Confirmation. <laughs> Confirmation.
1: Okay. May, there we go. Mouth of two witnesses. please <laughs> Jesus. So.
0: But, w- but if somebody receives a word of knowledge, then it's a it's a piece of knowledge about someone's present or past situation or circumstance so it could be a piece of knowledge about let's say for instance uh you're talking to someone or you're praying with someone and all of a sudden you you get a sensing in your spirit about maybe something that had happened to them or something that they were going through at the present moment and there's no reason you should know that information like it's not that they've talked with you about it you don't that's why it's supernatural Because it's not like, now if they had given you all that information, well then that's that's earthly, natural knowledge. Because you talked about it, and you discussed it, and you know what's going on with them. And yeah, God may give you a word for them for that particular thing. But a word of knowledge is something that you wouldn't know at all except by the Holy Spirit, and he shows it to you. So you could be praying for someone you don't even know or you've just met and all of a sudden you're getting this sensing in your spirit to pray for them in a certain area or uh, the Holy Spirit showing you something that has happened in their life or that they're going through for you to be able to bring a hope for them. Sometimes it's so that they will know that the Holy Spirit and God has located them. Because many times people do not feel seen by God, they it's it's like uh, Hagar in the in the Bible. Whenever uh, she had Ishmael, and you know she's running out in the desert because she's running away with with this child and Sarah doesn't want her around anymore and she tells her to go and she's got this baby well actually he was more growing uh, a young man at that point but she's got this child and she's got to figure out how to care The her her masters just kicked her out and she God speaks to her and gives her a promise for him and she says and calls him the Lord who sees me The Lord who sees, Jehovah Roy, the Lord who sees me, he saw me. He saw my position. He saw exactly where I was at, where I was located, and exactly what I needed in that moment. And that's many times what the word of knowledge does. It locates a person and lets them know God sees you. He sees you in the position that you're at, and he and he's, he's seen what has happened. That was not his plan. That was the plan of the enemy. I'm just using this as a scenario, okay? The, that thing that happened, because they may be thinking for years, that was God doing that to me. And it may be confirmation now, God wasn't doing that to you. That was man. That was the enemy trying to to mess up your idea or your theology of who God was. And now all of a sudden you're being set free because now you realize God just saw you and he loves you. And he wants to pull you out of the pit of that thing and bring you into freedom and bring you into his love and his grace. So it will free a person many times because they, they realize God saw me. God located me. He loves me. Sometimes it's to uh, give us maybe a warning as well. Uh, to uh, I remember uh, Kenneth Hagin had a had a story where God had told him uh, to go and warn a particular pastor about three areas in his life he needed to get changed, or he would end up uh, dying early. And so those three areas were a word of knowledge of things that he was, that he needed to change in his life. And the word of wisdom was futuristic, that you're going to die early if this continues. And so he was giving him a word of knowledge combined with a word of wisdom. Like I said, a lot of these get um, combined together many times. But that word of knowledge was, this is what's going on right now, and you need to change this. It was a, a moment of warning as well, a moment of, of heed to this, pay attention to this, get this changed in your life. And many times, because it can come through a person, people will take those things lighthearted and not really receive it as a word from the Lord, and they're just kind of like, eh, and shrug it off, which can be dangerous. Um, and that's what happened with that particular person. He did end up, um, he did end up dying early because he he didn't pay attention and heed the, that warning. Okay, let's let's get into some uh, biblical examples of the word of knowledge, and and what what that looks like. If you remember. Um, in John 4, the Samaritan woman at the well. You remember the story of the Samaritan woman at the well? Jesus went to the well. She comes, she and he asks her to draw water and all of that. And, and he says uh, something about her husband. She said, I don't have a husband. And he said, that's right. You, you ha- have had uh, five husbands and the guy you're with now is not your husband. That was a word of knowledge. But what he was doing was he was locating her. He was he was showing that God has seen you. And it wasn't to call out sin to call out sin. I believe that he was locating her because he was like, God sees your position, and God wants to bring you into a, a future and a hope, not for you to stay in this place where you're at. And so it's to bring us to a place of knowing who God is and what he wants for our life. But he had a word of of knowledge about her current situation. Um, if you remember uh, Peter, whenever Peter told Ananias and Sapphira in Acts five, uh, uh, Ananias and Sapphira came in and they were like, "Oh, we sold this land and we brought all the money to the church and." And Peter was like, you sure about that? (laughs) Because they had kept some of the money for themselves and didn't bring all the money and and laid it at the apostles' feet, which wasn't the problem. You know, a lot of people were like, well, that's not really fair. You know, that wasn't the problem. He said it was your money to do with what you wanted. But the fact is you lied to the Holy Spirit, and you claimed that it was the full amount, and it wasn't. And he knew – By the Holy Spirit, a supernatural word of knowledge. God revealed a fact of knowledge to Peter that Peter knew that Ananias and Sapphira had lied about that. So it's a word of knowledge, revealing a word of knowledge. Elisha, Elisha, uh, when he saw uh, Gehazi, when he... um, when Gehazi w- ran out and, and went to go find Naaman, and he's like, hey, hey, you know, wait up a second. Yeah, my, my master, he, he does need, uh, you know, some of those things for, you know, you healed him and all of that. And he said he didn't need the robes and the money, but he just had a couple prophets stop by. So he, he said, you know, can, can we go ahead and get a couple of those things? Oh, yeah, go ahead and take this with you. And then Gehazi takes it and takes it and buries it in his own tent, in his own home. And so when he comes back, Elisha says, where have you been, Gehazi? Oh, I n- nowhere. I've been here. You know, I've just, I didn't do anything. He said, my spirit was with you the whole time I saw it. I saw where you went. I saw that you took this. And because of what you did and because of you lying, that same leprosy that was on Naaman is now coming on you. And so that was, Elisha was not there with them presently, Physically. But he saw in the spirit, and he, he saw what happened, a word of knowledge, a word of knowledge. You guys have anything?
2: Just one thing that, um, where you hit on there I wanted to reiterate is you, you talked about the Holy Spirit being the spirit of truth. And, and that's the very thing these gifts reveal. It, it brings out truth where there's error. Even the, the Bible talks about a spirit of error, a spirit of truth. So a lot of times, that's it's as that woman, it brought truth into her life. She had to confront some things, and he, he like you said, he didn't he didn't uh, bring condemnation to her, but he brought her into into revelation of truth, and and his love for us, and that's that always is the to me the determining factor because when you're operating in the gifts, they will always pull you into truth. It will bring that person into line because if there's if there's a spirit of error, there, there's not going to be uh, there's not going to be the release or the manifestation of the glory of God in people's life. But because of that, it's always a call to come up higher once that truth is revealed. So I, I, I really that that part really spoke to me about the, the spirit of truth in all these gifts. He said he'll not speak of himself, but he'll speak of me. So th- those those things always point to Jesus. They always bring people into a revelation of truth
0: many times these things can um, also come up in, in prayer. So, you know, if you're wondering, like, well, how do I activate this in my life? Well, first of all, you know, we're to desire, we're to covet the spiritual gifts. But... Also, e- even in your prayer life, praying with people, many times we don't receive things and so we start praying for people. And then when we start praying for, your, for people, then God begins to open those things up to us and showing us. And then you just have to practice it. Um, but sometimes even in your own personal prayer time, I'll let you tell the story about uh, El Chapo. Um, just because I'm really good at botching that kind of information. Up. But, um, that's an example of we were having uh, early morning prayer and a word of knowledge came through prayer time. And it just kind of like came out during prayer, uh, even though nobody really knew about the situation and what was going on. Why don't you go ahead and share that.
3: Um,
1: and, and I'll just add to that because people, the the power that's released in prayer that, that you know, I, and here I'm making a plug for early morning prayer. That stuff's real. That stuff's so real. But even even in that sense of like, we were in an early early morning prayer meeting down at uh, Hana Bay, and uh, Killa uh, Akoi. He's been here as a, uh, he's an evangelist now. He just began to he began to he, he began to pray. But as he began to pray, he said, "We're going to see drug bust off of the coast of Mexico, and the, and the lead drug dealer for the Mexican whatever cartel is going to be busted." And we're just we come together because he said that's how they're getting drugs into Hawaii his submarines and he and he, he just he spoke that out of his mouth and so we prayed two days later El Chapo the the head of the drug cartel in Mexico is picked up in a submarine I that that, that we were like that's not a coincidence I mean that was a word of knowledge that was given but then behind that we were called to pray about that I believe you know I, I I always told Killa I said you know the Mexican cartel if they ever found out why El Chapo got busted, it was because of that word, and we prayed but but you know that you know that's the kind of thing in a spiritual realm that takes place that you know it's 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 supernatural it's you know the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom um and that's kind of combined that word of knowledge and word of wisdom kind of working together there, and that's one of the things that you'll find that these gifts do work together very they 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 very much go you know uh hand in hand you know so yeah i mean there's several stories around things like that but
0: yeah. Yeah. um Sometimes you, you may only receive an impression or a picture. Sometimes it can come in a vision. Uh, you know, these are just... And, and I know Brother Don taught last week on on hearing from God and, and how to hear uh, in different ways from God. Um, so, you know, many times... There can be a variety of different ways that that God is showing you or speaking something, a dream, even you know uh, something can also be given in a dream as well. Uh, years ago, when the the kids were young, I remember um, I had had a dream in the middle of the night, and I, I not every dream means something. Some dreams are just stupid. You wake up and you're like, that was absolutely ridiculous, you know, and but and you realize like you know. <laughs> you out dancing with a penguin is not necessarily a, you know, a God-given dream, you know. (laughs) But this particular dream that I had, um, as soon as I had it, I woke up and it it left such an impression in my spirit. I knew that I was supposed to pray over it. And it was uh, a dream where Zane had, um, ran something clear through his eye and caused him to be blind. It, It would have completely destroyed his eye. And I knew in my spirit I was to pray over that. So I just began to pray and pray and pray until I felt a release in the spirit from it. And nothing ever happened. But there can be times that we receive a word of knowledge even through a dream so that we will pray to prevent something from happening nothing ever came of that uh, but I believe it's because there was prayer wrapped around that. so many times pray like uh, dreams like that they can be given for you to pray not to bring you fear but to show you the plan of the enemy I remember one time somebody having a dream, and they were like really uh, stressed about it, and, and because they thought that was just going to be like the the end all to it. Like that means this will happen. No, it it can be given to you so that you know the plan of the enemy, and you can thwart the plan of the enemy. So you can pray about it. God will show you and reveal something to you that the enemy has planned, so you can stop it. Isn't that awesome? That's power. That's power. So that's why uh, things like that, you, you don't have to fear. You can be like, thank you, God, that you have equipped us, that you have given us power and given us these things to keep us safe, not uh, we have to walk in fear because, oh, that just means it's, it's definitely going to happen then. No, he's given it to you as a, as a weapon. All right. You guys good to move on to wisdom? Anything else you want to add to that?
2: Just one thing when you, you were talking there, that's, that is important um, to to realize as believers that we can pull on those gifts that the Holy Spirit, like, I believe that. I believe the Holy Spirit many times will warn us. Uh, you know, there's been times in my life that the Holy Spirit just almost, it's like a signal. The Holy Spirit will speak to you and warn you of something the enemy's trying to do. He knows the thoughts, the plans, that even the enemy, because if you, I was thinking of the Bible where the prophet kept getting the information about the enemy, and he said, who's the mole? Who's given all the information? It said it's that prophet. The Lord's speaking to him. Well, that was a type of, of that very same thing the word of, of wisdom, word of knowledge. It's an operation. He saw their plans. He was, God took him by the Spirit and let him see those things. And why do I say that? Because as believers, because a lot of times, I'm glad you said that on the, on the personal level, sometimes we don't activate these gifts. And our personal, and I'm not saying for personal gain, but for benefit, they are to benefit the believers. So, Lord, you, you can begin to call on the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, show me uh, the things. And, and like I said, I've been quickened before, and and no sooner than that, the Holy Spirit warned me of that, the very things begin to unfold. And it's how you address them at that point. Why is he telling you these things? Just like Paul, Paul was warned by several uh, men, men and women on his way to Rome that this is what's about to befall you. So the Holy Spirit's always, he says he's leading, you, leading and guiding you into all truth, obviously. But he's there. He's a protector. He'll, he'll, he'll speak things in your life to prevent and give you strategies to sidestep every strategy of the enemy. So before you even walk into a trap the enemy has set for you, he'll say, no, don't go there. You know, I, I, just real quick story. I, I, I know of a gentleman that actually went. And and the Holy Spirit had warned about, and, and he felt quickened in his spirit, don't go up those stairs right there. And long story short, he was, a guy was with him, thought he was, you know, just going up to, actually it was a party they were going to. And he felt checked, so he left. And, and the, the the end of the story was there was a man that was loaded, uh, loaded, he was loaded too, but he had a loaded gun on the other side of the door. And when he opened that door, he was going to kill him. So those things, like it, it can be matter of life and death. Like you said, the, the Holy Spirit may speak. That's, that's actually, you say, well, how do you know if that was God? Well, the accident never happened. So it, it allows you to intercede. Say, These are the plans of the enemy. He's one. It says he comes for. It doesn't say he gets to. He said he comes for to kill, steal, and destroy. But he said, I've come that you might have life, that I've come. Well, Holy Spirit, come into my life and lead me and guide me. He says, the steps of a righteous man are what ordered of the Lord. So order my steps. And the, where the enemy just says, I can't get him. Every time I set a trap for him, the Holy Spirit reveals it, and he sidesteps every strategy. Yeah.
0: He leads us into all truth, and that's part of that's part of truth, you know, unveiling the, the enemy's schemes. Um, I mean... I've had uh, warnings from uh, for all three of my kids as they were growing up, and I don't even know that they knew them because I wasn't ever going to tell it to them to put fear in them. You know, it's, God gives it to you so that you can pray about it. So it's a, it's, it's, it's almost like a, you know, you're playing battleship and you're trying to guess what's behind the, the enemy lines. You're going B five, you know, uh, miss, miss, you know, and, but it's like the, God shows you what's behind the enemy's lines. And so that, you know, what's going on.
1: I'll just add this too, just even around like the word of knowledge. And I would say this even, even about the word of wisdom and, and, and to prophesy, but um, just because you got a word doesn't always mean you need to release that word. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, one of the things that we do in this church, you know, um, you know, there are certain people that, you know, I've spoken with, you know, that have permission to pray. They have permission to pray with people and things like that. But, you know, we don't allow somebody to come in here that's only been here for two meetings to to begin to prophesy and speak over people. We We don't do that because we don't know a the word that they're going to be sharing because please understand there are some words that can be very harmful that people feel that they it, it, I have a great intention of of helping this person but that word that word could completely derail somebody if they're not mature enough to handle the words so so it's you know when you get into the gifts like that you know in in you know, corporate settings, or even out. I mean, I want to I say this. It's important that we practice. You'll never learn and grow in the gifts of the Spirit if you're not praying for people. I, it, it's, the requirement is you have to pray for people because the manifestation of these gifts won't just, you're not just going to go around and have a word many times. You know, it, it'll happen and it will flow through prayer. You can. I shouldn't say that you can't. I know that you can, but many times there's going to be people that are prayed up to be able to receive those kinds of words for people but but I I just you know I just I w- you know you know even what Dr. Rodney said recently I don't I'll, I'll cover that later you know that was a really good comment you know you know about how people would come into his church and try to prophesize people out you know and you know I'll go ahead and share it I mean you know Dr. Rodney said you know he would have people come into his church it's a large church and he would look at Pastor Eric and and say um you know, hey, you know, uh, I, I feel that God's going to give you a great church. And, and, and Dr. Rodney said, why would God send a man into my church to prophesy someone outside of my church to leave my church? Why wouldn't God tell me first? I'm, y- y- you guys follow? because, And I was like, when I heard him say that recently, I was like, man, that's really good. That's really good. Well, and the
0: shepherd of the house is going to know the sheep. Yeah. You know, somebody <laughs> coming in from the outside, he hasn't dealt with any of the people. He doesn't know their life. He doesn't know what they're dealing with. Yeah, that person may have a call on their life, but that person may not be ready for it, and the pastor knows it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and what he was saying is, if God is going if, to, if we're going to launch somebody out, well, God's going to tell me, and I'm going to know that. But just because they're prophesying it doesn't mean it's supposed to happen right now. So he's, and that's what he was saying, he was guarded in, in who comes in. Because this should be a, a sanctuary that's safe. And that's why, you know, Pastor Brad says, it, it's not just a, a free-roaming place to just run around and, and prophesy. Uh, you know, everybody just gets to prophesy because of that reason. We don't know where everybody's at the things they've been taught, what they uh, believe in, what they're going to speak. And, and we don't want people coming in. And then all of a sudden, they're getting this strange word from somebody. It's the first time they've attended. They don't know if that's a leader or somebody that, that just walked in two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? So this should be a safe place. But going out and practicing uh, in public is totally fine. That's, that's where we get our practice at. Um, but in this house there are leaders that are trusted to give words outside you have a a, a people that's not necessarily churched most of them are not saved you know what i'm saying so uh you know you praying for them and and speaking over them and and practicing there that's totally fine was you getting ready to say something
2: yeah, there's a safety in in that. There's and some people think it's not a lack of faith. That's again, you you've been you're you're established under pastors and leaders. And the Bible, we, you just read it there. It says a righteous man judgeth all things, and and those that are spiritual. We should always, I mean, the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So even if you're not sure about something, you say, you know, I just felt impressed or I felt this way. I don't always say God told me because that's a, that's a catch-all. God told me to go to Siberia. Well, what's a pastor going to say? Argue with God. I don't think it, you know, you're, and people will use that as sort of an umbrella. Or even when you're talking, even when I, when I speak with people, if something comes in my spirit, I'm, I'm very leery because it's the proving, it's the faith. The faith measure, it's not like I hear a booming voice, tell them I said, you know. Most of the time, it's an impression. You feel in your spirit, and then you test that. You, but, but again, even if you're in that, you're saying, I've been feeling this way, or I, this came up. Bounce it off your leaders. Go to your pastor. Don't be afraid of it because well, that's, that's a lack of faith. No, it's not. It's a confirmation that you're, you're submitting yourself to the leadership that God's placed you in. And I'll give you an example real quick. Eli and Samuel. Samuel was not, he didn't know the voice of the Lord. Eli knew the voice of the Lord. And even though Eli was in a, a state where the, the the candle of the Lord was going out, unfortunately in the temple, Eli, uh, Samuel, kept he kept being awoken by the Lord, and he heard hear the voice of the Lord. Well, he'd run to, uh, to Eli and say, Eli, did you? And Eli said, no, no, I didn't call you, son. Go, go back to sleep. Until the, about the second or third time, he finally said, I know what's going on. The Lord's, the Lord's speaking. He said, son, I believe the Lord's speaking to you. Go back when you hear. He gave him instruction. And see, that's that's wonderful because God didn't say, Eli, Samuel, I tried three times. I'm not calling you again. He submitted, and that, that's, that's a great thing. God will work that way. So if you get around leaders and godly people, like you said, who the pastors trust. Don't go in here and say, well, prophet uh, Bobette come into town, and she's giving prophetic words all over but she's not associated with anybody. She's, there's not security in her. And people have gotten way off of kilters there. And even run. It's not, so well, well, you say, my pastor's got to run my life. No, they're going to give you godly counsel. And they're going to they're encourage you. And the, and the great thing, many times, it'll be confirmation. And they'll, you'll say, I don't know. If it, and they'll say, yeah, that was the Lord. I, I sense that, you know. Because it says you're out of your spirit, you'll know. That's what confirms it with you. So don't be afraid to go to your leaders.
0: Yeah, it's a very good point because the, the enemy can also get you a word before it's time. And trust me when I say this, it can derail you off of the plan, even though it's the right word but the wrong time. And it can derail a person for their whole life, their whole life. It can cause a lot of problems if it's not the right time. So it's, it's very important because I've seen it happen and I've seen a, a lot of uh, people that have gotten derailed and they never got back on one uh, or things had happened in their in their life. And it caused, you know, this time period of years where there was this huge struggle and other things ended up coming in and, and it just it didn't look like it should have looked for them. Um, so, yeah, that's. I, Great v- point. I know
1: it's going to be hard to even get us through <laughs> this right here, but because <laughs> I, I, I really feel like if anybody has questions, this is all yeah. also a good time to 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 pose questions before the group. or Greg, I know you prophesy and you get the word of you operate in the word of knowledge, so even if you want to weigh in with anything here, but but I, I, I want to say this because I- we're here to encourage, to build, to strengthen, and and that is the role of the church, okay? can the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom, can you get warnings? Absolutely, yes. I mean, you know, warnings to do this, warnings to do that, and I, you know, you said it early on, you know, we prophesy in part, or we, or even, even a, a, a word of knowledge. You may have a word, but then it can be mixed with what you think, okay? And so, it's like, that's where you as a believer have to begin to discern the things that are coming out of your mouth because you can go from that word I just got was from God, but now you're going to add your flavor to it or your flair to it, and, and and so when that happens, it, it's just you know, um, y- you let know. Me as exa- example, let go me ahead, give an example. Let me give an example.
0: A few years back, whenever we were in prophetic conference, uh, we had you know we were being prophesied over as as a family. Uh, Zane was probably 13 years old. 14 um and the person that was prophesying over us uh made the comment to him he said um something about you need to do very well in school blah 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 blah, something uh, concerning school and in his mind because he was homeschooled all the way through so you could take that word because he's he's referring it in a school setting because he's assuming you know that just like 90% of the other kids of the nation he goes to a public school. There was an assumption that was made. You know, and so it's you got to remember the word is coming through a human filter. Well, I knew you have to give grace for that. You have to understand what he's trying to say, but also understand that it's coming through a human filter, so he's assuming he's public schooled and so he starts making references to, you know, uh, good grades and teachers and da 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 which I could sit there and go, Well ah. His word was way off, so we're not going to listen to anything he had to say. No, it's just I understood he made an assumption. It doesn't mean his whole word was off. I understood what he was trying to say through it. So that's a kind of an example that you got to realize when you're getting a word. It's also coming through a human filter. So there is going to be a sometimes a, a little bit of that that you might have to weed through in understanding that they they – they don't have the whole word. They have a piece, and then they gotta communicate it.
1: And I'll say this even too, because you know Amanda, <laughs> they were at the prophetic conference, and uh, her and Minister Mars sent us like Greg when he went to prophetic conference last year. I was like, you know, send me your word. I I want to hear your word because even as even as your, your guys as pastor, I wanna I wanna know what people are speaking over you because because the Lord tells us things about you too and how to pray and. And, uh, you know, and I, you know, and I, li- I love listening to people's words, you know, you know, especially around that, uh, you know, when people prophesy, there's that encouragement and, and, you know, and it's like, yeah, no, I, it's good. It's good to hear that. And, you know, I just recently listened to Amanda's and I'm like, okay, yeah, it was a, it was a good word. You know, nothing wasn't like earth shaking or anything like that it was just, it was just a good word. So um, anyway, so that's just, uh, you know, the Bible says um, in first John four, it, you know, it talks about. You know to try the spirits, and so it's important that that we. You know, if somebody gives you a word and you have questions about it, you should always ask. Okay, you should always say, "Hey, you know, I had this word." um, You know, because there are some words that are shelf words, that you know. Miranda and I to prophetic conference for two and a half, three, three years. Going to the prophetic conference, the words that we got basically were on the lines of "You're plowing, you're plowing, you're plowing." And I told Greg, you know, even there at that conference, I felt like that's the. And Greg had a word for me one day in the p- swimming pool, and uh, and it was a great word. And I received the word. However, it was like this was the year that um, that the the word shifted away from p- from that whole idea of, of pushing, trying to push to make things happen. And uh, we both felt that. And then we received a really powerful wor- a word around some things that we knew spiritually that were happening that within within 10 seconds a lady gives a word and it's like that's it we understand what's actually happening and what's been going on so so i don't know why i said all that but i i just um you know man this is it's great i love you know we and i you know i i think it's great that we cover this but please you know pray with people practice that and you know ask you know hey i received this word you know i felt like it was an impression from the holy spirit or you know, ask about it. It's so important that the body of Christ. You know that we. You know the, the Corinth church was operating in this. Not perfect. They were operating in spiritual gifts. So, so we should be operating in spiritual gifts as well. So, yes, sir. It can be a, a, the, word it
3: up, it the Word of God. Correct
1: right right. no it's good it's good Greg you have anything you want to add you taking notes here you go we're recording so
3: I think what I wrote down earlier was about the gifts God speaks and we respond we speak and God responds and that's how the gifts work the gifts work as, as God speaks, we respond, and something manifests. And then, as we speak, what we hear God say, or we do what God says, God manifests in what we're in what in what's happening. So it's it's um, it's an action. You know, the Bible does say faith is, is action. Um, therefore, you know, it's it's imperative that we speak and a lot of times we think we're not worthy for God to use us but God wants to use us and again when God speaks to us that's when we realize how valuable we are to God because it's we're the vessels we're the vessels in these gifts and it's to profit with all or for all you know not monetarily gained, but to make a life better, to respond. And, and normally when you operate in a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge and you share that with a person, um, I know you guys are talking about impressions or you see something, and, <laughs> and, and that's a tough one to explain to people sometimes how you get that. But it's, it's a word that you know that God gives you, and it won't let go until you share it. And you have to share it because I- you feel if you don't share it, you're going to miss a moment in time that could change a life, so I would just encourage you, you know when God speaks, respond because again, this is to grow us this this is this is for growth in our life, and um you know God didn't save any of us not to be used
0: yeah, very good, and um, I had about three points to make off of what you said. <laughs> if I'll remember them Any out. Other questions yeah I will um, with the with the point about not feeling worthy, you know well I'm not good enough I'm not this I've not been a Christian for very long like all of these these things that come in that the enemy will try to sow into your mind think about it this way and I know this sounds a little funny but uh, it just popped in my head I felt like God gave it to me. Um, if you had a child, you had a next-door neighbor, and you said, you know what, uh, little Billy, I want you to take this plate of cookies over to Miss So-and-so as a gift because, you know, we just want to make her feel, you know, uh, welcome and be neighborly and show her, you know, kindness. And, and he says, I can't do that, Mom. Well, why can't you do that? Well, because yesterday you told me to clean my room, and I didn't do that, and I was disobedient. And my My room's still a mess, and... And I'm like, well, oh. so Miss So and so is going to lack on the benefit of the blessing because of this moment over here that you were disobedient and so you're feeling bad for this so now that's going to stop you from taking this message to her, this blessing to her. You see, God wants to use his children to give other people blessings or to speak something into their life and just because we may not be perfect in something and none of us are perfect. You know, we're all growing. We're all being sanctified. That's part of the process but it's unfair for us to hold a blessing hostage because we're over here going, well, I don't feel worthy because I did this two weeks ago and I still don't feel like I've done enough right things yet to be back in God's graces. You see what I'm saying? God wants to bless that child. He wants to bless you. He wants to bring something uh, into your hands to give to them and so that there is a, a love that's being shown from God to that person. Um so just that was that was a, a an extra to that to the idea of of God can't use me. Yes, He wants to use you. Um. Anybody have any questions? Because I can't remember the other points I was going to make. Questions, questions. Yes. Do you care to speak into the mic? So. It
3: Hallelujah. It's kind of a two part question, but um, to so the difference between like going out and then like in, a, in an environment in here. So I think if, like, going out and you a uh, word of knowledge or wisdom, like, it's a one-on-one, I feel like it's more easier to know when God's speaking to you, right, to that person. But I wonder, like, here, can a word be given to the wrong person? Like, could you, you have a group full of people, like, could you give the word to someone? And maybe they're like, that didn't hit me at all, but the person's next to him's like, that was for me. Or could it, you know, can that happen? And what... What is, like, the highlight? Is there, like, how, if you're here and you're preaching and, bam, God gives you a word for someone, how do you know? Because I've had people, like, highlight in the spirit, and you just, there's a drawing there. Is that how it is? Like, how, how do you know it's the words for that person and not someone else?
0: It could be for that person, but it could also be, it could hit your spirit, and you could just grab it. You know what I'm saying? You could grab it spiritually. There's, There's been times that that's happened to me, and it's just like out of my mouth, boom, I receive that. Like, I take it, and it just came out of me before I even knew what was going on. It was just like my spirit grabbed it.
1: I, this, is, this goes along <laughs> with it. The other day, when I came to pray, there were two people standing here, and I sensed I got a word of uh, somebody, I believe it was a foot issue. and and I, and I looked at the one person, and I said, by chance do, is your foot? No, not me. But the person beside them was like, "Yeah, no, that's me. That's me." So, so yeah, you're picking it up in the spirit. That's why, like you, you, it's good to it's good to ask what you know. You know, I I'm receiving something from the Lord. It's it's you know that's the I'm I'm hearing. However, it may be, it may you know I was one person off, so. So that's where, like, I, have you know, and I didn't, it took time to learn this. It took time to to realize that it's okay to ask somebody a question around something. It's okay to say, you know, does this mean anything to you? Does a a blue scarf from uh, 1985, does it mean anything? I mean, you'll be, it's wild the things that Jesus will, will release to you. I mean, very specific even details or dates or, you know, you know, pictures impressions that's another thing we'll talk about later but let me let
0: me make a point about the impressions so yes, for a second so yes that can happen yeah because that's you are the first picking part up of your spiritually
1: right okay the second part well,
0: well I thought I answered it grabbing okay. you you yeah there are things you can be attracted to spiritually and feel like yes i'm i'm receiving that yeah that person they were speaking to him, but I received that. You, it's it's almost like there are times that a word can be spoken, and if it's if it's coming from the spirit of truth, and it's coming from uh you know like the word of God, like it's not it's not um. What I'm saying is is a person can can grab a hold of a principle and a truth because God doesn't change. You know what I'm saying? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he can have a word for someone, and if you have the faith to receive it, then you receive it. So that's why even whenever uh, – if, if pastor says – uh, does somebody have, you know, uh, an ear infection in their right ear or something like that? And then you get three people come up. Sometimes people step back because, oh, well, somebody already went up. And they think, well, then it wasn't me because they went up. No, it could be more than one person. So don't step back if it's, you, you know, if you've got the same thing, then come up. Because God God can speak to more than one person or speak over more than one person's situation. With the idea of impressions, the best way I can explain, like, an impression in your speech which you may have covered last week um did you okay so i'll just give my two cents on it um like if you have play doh, and if you're if you're putting play doh out, and then you you take your hand and you press your hand in that play doh, and it leaves the imprint uh, of your hand in that play doh. That's kind of how I I refer to an impression. It's like God's pressing something on your spirit, and it's like His His word, His message, is being impressed in your spirit. So uh, it's like He it's pressing you to want to say something or or give something what Pastor Brad said earlier, sometimes a word needs to be withheld. Yes, that's very that can be very true. Sometimes someone doesn't have the maturity to be able to handle a certain something. It may not be the right timing. Uh, God may show you something to pray for a person for a time period before it's ever released. So just because you know something doesn't always mean that it's time to release it. And, you know, the Bible says that that uh the spirit is subject to the prophet. So we are in control. It's not like, well God showed me this. You know, I remember somebody said one time, you yeah, know, well, you know, I play those drums and, and when the spirit hits, I just can't control myself. Well no this the <laughs> the spirit is you you are the one in control you're navigating he's just showing you something you may feel the anointing on something but it doesn't always mean that it has to be released at that moment it has to do with that's the whole reason Paul was writing this was because there needed to be order there were a lot of people filling a lot of things and everybody wanted to say stuff and do things but he said there's got to be order in the service so he was saying just because you're feeling something Seeing something, knowing something doesn't always mean that it has to be released right then. And some people think, well, God showed it to me, so that means he wants it done now. You know, there are times, that's why Pastor Brad sometimes says, hold up a second, you know, it's not the moment for somebody to, the. you know, you, sometimes we have people come in <laughs> first time here and they want to come up and share something. You don't know anything about that person. In fact, we had that happened one time. They wanted to share something. Pastor Brad didn't let him. Come to find out later. It was information that they wouldn't have wanted shared. Like, we were actually protecting them because we were like, if they would have said that, it would have damaged their reputation. They thought it was a testimony, and it wasn't. It, it could have really damaged how people viewed them or saw them. They're not here. Um, <laughs> everybody's like, who was that? <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is it, there's an order to things, and there is a protection around things. It's not to control. It's to make sure that there's order brought into things.
1: And I, would, I just want to add this to it, though. But please understand, because it's, it, this isn't an excuse for us not to practice the gifts. Because what's happened in our culture, we just stay away from them because we can't explain tongues and interpretation in tongues. We can't explain that there's a heavenly, heavenly language that we give and half of the church wants to fight over whether this is right or that's right. That's not who we are. We practice the, we, and I, I believe that prophetically we'll have a prophetic prayer team in this house that people will be praying for people. Yeah. And that that that's coming very soon. And uh, that will be a part of this house. And because we need to practice the gifts, they're 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 there for the body in the building up and the edification of the church. So why are we teaching first part of this year? It's because this is where we're headed. This will be a church that operates in spiritual gifts. The Corinth church they were a mess. They were doing a lot of stupid things, but they had a sp- they <laughs> were spiritually minded around around spiritual gifts. And so, but now we just throw them out because we feel like we can't explain them. No, it's very Paul. What Paul's saying is saying. You know what Paul says? Don't be ignorant. <laughs> That's it. The, as plain as that can be. Don't be dumb. Don't be ignorant to spiritual gifts, because look, these things are here for you to learn and t- to help build one another up, to encourage one another, to strengthen one another. Amen. So, so yeah. John's em- ready. He's he's over okay. there biting it. The, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> mm.
2: Go ahead. Two things: um, the inner witness. As Pastor Miranda was talking about, that's that's the, that's your checks and balances. As well as you know your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you have the Holy Spirit in you. So there is a confirmation of those things. But also I wanted two things the, the revealing or the revelation part and perspective. Those are two different things. I watched a guy and I was thinking of this, he was he was doing this artwork and it looked like a bunch of gibberish. And it was like I mean, he thought he was painting a Picasso, you know I mean, just this masterpiece, and I'm thinking what in the world is this guy doing? Until he spun it upside down. And then it was a beautiful masterpiece. Why am I saying? Because our perspective, I've always heard the gifts of the spirit this way. They're like headlights on the car. The further you go, the further you see. I may look at something far off and my headlights aren't there yet, but my perspective might be <laughs> skewed. Just like in our spirit, like I said, just, just pray over that word. You don't have to go, that must be been a word because they said he's a prophet. No, pray over it. Allow it. Just say, oh, Holy Spirit, if that word is for me, even if you feel a check or you feel like I don't really identify, maybe the Holy Spirit's trying to show you something or trying to help you in that area. And again, as Pastor Ray, if God's not a respecter of persons, if he'll do it for one, he'll do it for all. So you can, you can by faith, like you said, lay hold. Someone's getting a word and say, you know, I'm believing. For that. How come they didn't give me a word? Well, grab a hold of their word. Say, Lord, if if you're going to do it for their family, you're going to save, if that's what you're bringing their family into, I receive that word because you're not a respecter of person. And that anointing that's released in that person's life, you can grab a hold of that too and say, I'll take that as well. So perspective is a big part because we don't always know, even if you look at the prophets, the things that they saw and prophesied, they couldn't even imagine the things that we see now today. They didn't have airplanes and helicopters and atomic bombs, but they may very well have been seeing in the future these very things. And their perspective is it looks like a big scorpion. It looks like. So you don't always know. And that's the great part because it's, it's a word, not the entire. The, the, you get the whole thing spelled out from beginning to end. And you, by faith, lay hold on that. And again, ask God. Say, God, if I don't, if I don't, I don't understand that word, help me to get the perspective of it and see exactly what you're laying out by the Spirit.
0: Yeah, and and when you're talking about, um, you know, practicing as well, life groups are a great place to practice because – you know, when, when we're in a, a service, you know, things are a little bit more orderly. But in a life group setting, your leader could say, hey, I want you to pray for so-and-so. That's a great time for you to begin to practice the thing. So it's not like we're saying, no, you can't ever practice in the church. That's not what we're saying. But there is a time and a place uh, that you grow in that and you practice that. So life groups are a great time to pray for one another and to practice those things as well Um, the other thing about the shelf putting things on the shelf sometimes you might receive a word and it may not be for right now you may uh, put that thing on the shelf you may feel like well (laughs) <laughs> that has nothing to do with where I'm at right now, but it might be for next year. And just because you don't have, you know, God may know that a year from now you're, gonna, you're not going to have that person to speak into your life in that moment that you need it. But, so he's giving it to you now. And then you put it on the shelf or he's given it to you now so you can begin to pray over it and then, uh, you know, nurture it, water that word, you know. And, and then later it's like, okay, that makes sense now. I understand why I was given that word. You know, there there are plenty of times that's hap- happened to me where I'm like, yeah, that word makes sense now. I get it now what that meant and what that was about.
1: Before the ship sailed, you might if somebody might give you a word that, yeah, yeah, that was about six months ago. Yeah, I, you know, they may have picked up something that yeah that you're right that was a good word but that I'm not dealing with that right now that's that ship sailed I'm I'm by I'm I'm in I'm in still waters you know so yeah
0: anybody have any other questions yeah
3: um words create right the bible tells us you know watch what we say cuz it either creates life or it creates a and I remember um, um, one time in 1993, uh, I'd come back to West Virginia from Germany, and there was a lady that I was talking to, and, and I, I worked with her when I was young, and I began to share a word with her that she was going to have a baby girl. And and um, now the miracle in this was she couldn't have kids, and neither could her husband, right? But I just spoke what the wor- what, what the Lord in my heart in 19 uh, in 2012 I came back and I was going through some things and I was having a faith crisis right and I needed a a shot of faith right and so I'm walking across the parking lot in um, Walmart right and there's this lady her name's Joyce and I said hey Joyce how you doing and she said well I'm doing fine how about you and of course I said I'm doing good but really I wasn't And she said, hey, do you remember in 1993 you gave me a word that I was going to have a little girl? And I said, no, because I'd shared a lot of words since 1993. Well, she said, come on over here. And believe it or not, she was parked right by me. And she opened her car door, and she said, I would like you to meet my 16-year-old daughter. So when you give a word, you're creating something. God is using you to create a miracle in somebody's life. That that's why it's so imperative that you release that word because just as God in Genesis created with a word, he expects us to create with a word. Everything is released through a seed and that seed is the word and it might take time to incubate and and to grow and and to come to fruition, but when you release that word with faith, it automatically begins to grow something. So, again, I I go back. That's why it's imperative that you release the word that God puts in you, and even if you think you got it right. I asked God one time, I said, because that was actually the very first word I ever released was for a woman in Germany that was going through a divorce, and her husband was leaving, and God said, tell her I'm going to give her a baby. And I said, God, did you not hear what she just said? But eventually I released the word, and 10 months later she called, and she confirmed that she now had a little boy. And what I'm saying by that is, you don't know what that person's um, um, expecting God for, but it's through your faith that God's going to create something in them. And, And I say that because... Um, our, our words are very powerful, not just in the negative, but in the spirit. And we don't know what somebody's really, really, really um, wanting from God, you know. And even if you mess up, here's a challenge I'll even give you because I asked God about this. I said, Lord, what if I mess it up? He said, Greg, it is not your job to perform the word I give you. It is my job to perform the word that I give you. It is your job to release it. So. Even if you didn't get it right, even if you messed it up or you thought you messed it up, God will bring it back around and show you the testimony of your word. And there are memorials in our life that we can go back and draw on the goodness of God from when we're going through something in life. Those are things we go back to, just like every time in the Old Testament they would pass by a well, they would say, "This is the well of my that my father Jacob provided." Well, these are memorials in our life that we go back and we draw from when we're going through something to remind us how good God is and how right His word is.
2: That's one thing I wanted is. It's God's, like Brother Greg said, it's God's responsibility. You're a vessel. Like you said, it doesn't matter if you've been in the faith walk for two days or for 30 years. That's irrelevant. If you'll be a vessel, those three gifts, God speaks, God reveals, and God demonstrates. It's about him. It never points to us. It's not about, because a lot of times when you're thinking that way, you're putting the pressure on yourself. They said, it's not our job. It's the Holy Spirit just operating through us. And because we allow him to operate, we're just a vessel. We're a conduit for the power of God and the, the demonstration of God. And that's always trying. He's looking, where can I show myself strong? What people are willing to say, I'll yield myself. Lord, here I am. Use me. Not to bring attention, but to give you glory. And then he's always willing. He's, that's his desire is to operate through vessels. That, where, where is the God of Elijah? Where is your God? Who's this? Where is this Jesus, this Holy Ghost you're talking about? It's through these very things. When you tell somebody something that they know, I mean, I've had it happen. You tell people something that only they knew, and they know you didn't know it. They look at you and go, God's speaking through you. That doesn't bring glory to you. That's just simply saying, hey, just as anybody, anybody can be used. If you're willing and obedient, if you'll just yield yourself. And as you say, you begin to learn his voice. You yield to that. And then God's power, because that's the greatest part. He gets the glory and he's demonstrated, he's revealed and he reveals knowledge to people that, that only they know.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, if you remember the testimony about when, when Connie was sharing her testimony uh, with, um, you know, her having problems walking and, and just her legs falling out underneath her and. And you know, just the the diagnosis that that was pointing to, and everything, and then, and then it was in a, in a moment, she's like, "Lord, why am I dealing with this?" And in a moment, the Lord showed her a word that someone had had spoken to her years ago about her being in a wheelchair, and had had spoken that over her destiny and over her life. Now, this person thought he was giving her a word of the Lord because he dreamed it God and remember like I said God's not giving you a word to destroy your future that's not what God does that's the enemy but it had sowed something in her life and that curse needed to be broken but it it was that that moment of revelation of that knowledge was the key to breaking that and unlocking her, her future and her healing. So that was like a type of word of knowledge. She got it for herself, you know, so she, she knew what, what needed to happen. And, and, you know, she just came and, and asked about that. I'm like, yeah, that's what we need to do. Let's break that off your life, you know. So uh, God can use that f- to benefit your life as well, uh, word of knowledge as well. Um, you know, just ask God have conversations with him and and you know ask him uh things and then and expect an answer you know listen for him listen for his voice any other questions protocol uh,
1: Protocol is going to be. I, I I prefer to know who's giving words. I mean, I know you and I've talked about that. So, um, you know, I'm, you know, somebody. A, you're going to ha- you have to be a member. You know, that's that's a requirement. You know, I don't want anybody that's a non-member. It's it's not. You know, I'm not placing membership as a as the pinnacle of everything. Doesn't mean that people can't prophesy if they're not a member, but it's just the protection that we provide in our house. You know, around our leadership. So, um, you. You know, that's, that's protocol. And, you know, uh, you know the one, one general rule that I have, y- you know, generally speaking, if you operate in a prophetic many times, you, you can get words over visitors. And so I personally, I personally am very guarded about visitors giving words to the first time because I don't, you know, God can give a word, and you're right, it's an in- it can be an in-season word. But I, tru- I do try to personally form a relationship or a bond with someone. So I know um, – Greg, I don't know. It, that's a tricky one in that sense sometimes because I, I, c- I can't tell you that I haven't given a word to, to a visitor because I probably have a, at times. But, but um, pr- uh
0: Are you speaking in the middle of service? Is that what you're meaning?
1: during daring preaching would you Yeah like
0: a word for an individual or for the church so let's say i have a word okay. Mhm Yeah. 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 Yeah, there there needs to be l- like we've we've built a relationship with you. We know your heart. We've gotten to know you. And I know that that you guys have had uh conversations so Generally it's been approved. No, no I don't want somebody, somebody coming in and giving someone else. Yeah, that it's that like you need to I guess I'm talking we sure. Right. For the f- Yeah, you need to you need to come to the pastors. Come to the pastors. Come to the pastors. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, and, and the reason I was saying that over Greg is because I wanted you to understand uh, the process that has already happened behind the scenes with Greg. Uh, there's already been a time period where he's been here. He's uh, we've established a relationship and trust, and all of those things. And he's, uh, we know what his motives are, and all of that. Uh, if someone is growing in that, come and talk to us because we don't, you know, you you need to like work those things out and practice. And, and uh, we may know somebody's going through something. But they may not need a word at that moment because we've already been dealing with, you know, X, Y, Z with that person, and you may not know all the history. So as pastors, typically we already have a history with people, so it's best to come and talk to us because there's probably uh, a back information there. Not that we're going to share all of their back information. We're not, but you need to come and talk to us for that reason.
1: Because even in that, that that's the situation sometimes where we just have to say, we have to step back as pastors and pray. You know, that's what that's our role, you know, where, you know, we know where, okay, we've seen this, this, or this, so we have to step back and pray. But generally speaking, I mean, if you get a word for somebody in the church, you, you know, please come and see us, come and talk to us and say, hey, you know, I felt to, to go pray with so-and-so. You know, if you're a part of this body, you're a part of this fellowship, you know, many times what I'll do is I'll go with that person the first time Greg gave a word in here. You know what I did? I went with him, and I listened to the word he prophesied. And I wanted to know if it, if it bore witness with my spirit. And I'm like, bro, that's good. That was on, you know. And so, and I think maybe even the second time I did, I don't even know if you realized I did that, but you, I think you made a comment. I don't know. I just remember doing that because even the other day when you give a word to you know, pr- you know what's so fascinating about that it's your cousin I don't know the Holy Spirit says have Greg come up here and, have Greg come over here and prophesy over her." and I look at Greg and I said Greg you know her and Greg said this is my cousin I'm like oh only God could do this and and then you begin to prophesy and speak over and you know and it was it was a powerful word but but you know many times I like to hear what you know it's I'm not sitting there I'm not going to Greg, that's off. You know, I'm not going to correct Greg. That's not, you know, if we have questions or times we talk about it, and you know, that's what we do. We, you know, you we learn. We, you know, we're not here to to beat each other up. And and you know, and Greg was prophesying me in Maui at in the swimming pool. And you know, he he gave me a word. I'm like, man, that's that's a that's a on point word. And I, you know, so you know, spiritual gifts can happen, you know, amongst brothers. And that's the building up in the up swimming pool in the swimming pool. Praise Jesus. So. So, no, it was a, I just, I don't know. For me, it was a a moment, so. But does that make, does that make sense? I mean, you know, and it's not, we're not trying to be controlling or, you know, that's not what this is about. It's, there is an order. We're not trying to be like, you know, we're trying to control everybody and strong arm everybody. That's not what it's about.
0: It's about protecting you. Yeah. It's, it's protecting the congregation. uh, Because. R- whether you realize it or not, damage can actually happen yeah. if somebody gets gets <laughs> a word uh from someone and they don't realize what's going on in that person's life or whatever it may be. So you, you know, it's you know it's just a protection thing. And then there's some fruity, flaky people too that can give words and they can be way
1: off, you know. So somebody sees the fire of God on someone's life. They they see somebody radically get touched by, by Jesus people want to flock to them to give them words yeah. you know bro, you're you're gonna you're gonna be the next Billy Graham bro. you're gonna you're gonna prophesy you're going to the nations well they need to get a job before they go to the nations you know they need to do this before they go to the nations I mean 10 12 years of doing this we've we've seen a lot of you know we've seen a lot of people prophesy people into great destiny but but you know destiny starts with okay okay let's 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 move the dial a little bit right here you know is that a shelf word? Absolutely, could be. But, but, and that's why you know we have a responsibility. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a very firm responsibility that we have to to watch over the flock. I mean, that's. We please, please, we take that very serious. So, you know, when people do that, and and it, it happens, it it will happen. I know that. You know, it's and so, but that's why we pray, and that's why, please understand, we. That's why we want to be in personal relationship with our people, we want you to feel comfortable enough at any given time to say, hey, Pastor, I've got a question. You know, this person, this person give me a word. Uh, you know, they hadn't been in church very long, or they're this or that. You know, what do you think about this word? You know, praise God, let's talk about it. That, that's how we learn. I, goodness, it's, y- you know, it, it's, it's not, you know, we're not the kind of people who are going to say, well, you know, that's just way off, you know. No, we're going to talk about it, and we're going we're to chew on whatever word was given. And, and, and we're going to support you. That begins the
0: relationship of growing a person in yeah, it. If we yeah. never know that you're receiving something, yeah, uh, then then we don't know to to bring you in and begin to work that gifting with you. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know that's a great way to also uh, let us know. Like I'm interested in exercising this gift. Great question. Yeah.
2: Just one long, thing.
1: Long way around. It's nine. So we
2: got per- permission. The Holy Spirit will, will won't even operate through you without that permission given. So, in the same way, uh, 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 if I was going to a, a a shepherd, I wouldn't be telling him how to take care of his sheep. He guards them, he watches over. The Bible says he watches for their very soul. So that's why it's important. As Brother Greg was saying, in a in an environment like that, it's always important to go to the shepherds and 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 do a checks and balance that way. And then, as well as going to somebody, you don't just walk. Listen, I got a word for you. You know that, that that can get real goofy quick. You know, people have you know told them they're supposed to marry him and everything else. Just goofy. You ask you know ask for is there nothing wrong? It's like the Holy Ghost is not going to leave the room. Well, I got to give it right now. If I don't get it, well, you 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 might disrupt disrupt the whole service. You might kill the anointing in the service because you're out of order. The Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. So that would be the first thing. I mean, that, I've been there before, and I, I'm going to speak from personal experience. I've been impulsive. I've got to do it right now. I've got to do it because I thought the Holy Spirit was going to lift off, and I was going to miss it. And bless God, the whole, the whole life, their life was just not going to go where it was supposed to go because I missed a word. You're not that important. It's all about simple obedience and yielding. And, and like I said, if you'll take the time, just go. You'll never go wrong by going to your leaders and saying, listen, I felt this. What do you feel? And then submit yourself to the authority of the house. I don't walk into Stephen's house and say, let me prophesy over your house, prophesy over your mom. Your, you know. if, if he's the leader of that home, I'm going to submit myself to the authority of that house before. And that's important. If you give a word to somebody, you know, submitting yourself to the authority of that house or that individual, it's always by permission. You don't, you, there has to be a yielding and a willingness to receive that.
1: Amen. Well, and and we will, and we're going to put that together soon. We'll have a, a prophetic prayer team in this house, and we'll be setting that up pretty soon. So.